Sports Talk with Reg and Brandon, episode six. We got a good show for you guys. We talking to boycotts throughout all the professional sports. The Washington football team find themselves back in the news. We even got a special guest and a close friend of ours, Rodney Moore, join the show. Stick around, check us out. My man, Rodney Moore, what's up, baby? What's happening? What's going on, man? Welcome, welcome. Yeah, man. Be here. Yeah, so let's just get right into it, fellas. You know, let's let's um let's go ahead and, and talk about you know uh, these boycotts you know that are happening you know throughout you know throughout pro sports right now. Um, the NBA, it, it seems like uh, you know they're going to be back playing games, whether that's tomorrow or uh, you know Saturday going into the weekend. Um, you know, I, I was. I was happy. I was happy about you know how strongly the players felt, you know the stance they took. Um, but then you know you hear, okay, well the Lakers and the Clippers, you know, and a player. I guess this is a players only meeting. But you hear the Lakers and the Clippers. You know they they voted that they wanted to continue playing. Uh, no, they voted to. Um, not play, not play not while play. the others, yeah, the others decided that they wanted to. And I, I kind of felt like, well, that's kind of counterproductive in a boycott. You know, the definition of a boycott is we will not participate. And whether whatever that is, whether it's your job, um, uh, you know, being a consumer in any type of way, we will not take part in X, Y, and Z until you meet our demands. And I kind of felt, you know, going into this, I said, hey, they're not going to play any games. This season, the season is over. I, that, that, those were my initial thoughts, you know, with regards to the NBA. Same. Yeah, so, so now to hear that you know, they're back, they're going to be back playing games, like it, it defeats I kind of feel like the message in some way is you know the purpose is defeated there so it's just Rodney you the guest baby I mean how, how you feeling man what, what you think I loved it when I first heard about the boycott I was extra into it um, I know Jay Williams was talking this morning he said he said something along the lines of you have everything to gain and nothing to lose and so mm-hmm. when Milwaukee came out and they just didn't speak to anybody. I mean, this is their this is their home, right? We're gonna stand mm-hmm. up for our home. We're just gonna boycott. We're not gonna play. We don't need we don't need permission. Now I get the I get the whole unified front thing, but they just went out there. They took a stand for themselves because LeBron over there in L.A. Although this stuff matters to him, right? It matters to yeah. everybody. It matters to Kawhi. That's their home. I don't yeah. need to wait for your permission to do it. And that's all well and good. They took that stand and then everybody or people started to get a little bit more united. Um, LeBron was ready to be done with the season. Kawhi and the Clippers were ready to be done with the season as reported. Then Udonis Haslam, um, I believe it was, tried to put things in some sort of perspective for them, um, Mm -hmm. saying that our voices are now amplified because of the bubble. If we walk away from it, that's and a true. lot of those voices are going to get drowned out. I don't know if I necessarily agree with them, but it does make sense kind of thing. And I guess 
from all I've read or heard, that's kind of what kind of pushed some of these guys back toward playing. I don't know if I would. I'd still be out. Yeah, Um, right. And I guess that's a personal decision. I, I, I don't disagree with them for going back and playing, continuing to magnify their voice. But I, my question was, if the boycott wasn't to take a two-day break. There, exactly. there had to be more behind it. So that's kind of where I am on that. Right. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, man, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I wish that you know, that they would have actually just stopped the season. Um, Because, yeah, just because, you know, it's doing it the way they did it. It was really powerful, at least in my opinion, Um, Mm -hmm. just due to the fact that, you know, the last time they paused to play wasn't due to, you know, uh, injustice. It was just due to coronavirus. And they were thinking about not resuming play due to injustice and, I think if you stopped play based on that, it's so much more powerful than not going to play. Um, And I know that, you know, I guess some people, I guess the Magic, were kind of upset with the Bucks on how they handled it and not notifying them. But Mm -hmm. to Rodney's point, it's their home. They can choose whatever they want to do and whenever they wanted to do it. And to be honest, I think it brought more eyes to the... You know, the whole thing, seeing the Bucks just make a stand themselves and pretty much put, you know, put the ball in other people's court and say, so what are you guys going to do? You know, right. and everyone kind of followed suit because the NBA is a unified league. And, um, you know, I wasn't happy to hear the disagreements last night between the players and especially that they were giving the Bucks a hard time for what they were doing. But I really appreciate what Jalen Brown did in last night's meeting. You know, he really spoke out and said, you know, why are y'all hating on the the Bucks for this? Like they did the exact right thing uh, that they were allowed to do that. And he, he stood with them. And I think that I think that was a good leadership moment for at least him and for the meeting maybe to um, help that out. But I'm not sure what caused people to start walking out because there are reports of you know LeBron walked out and then as soon as he walked out all the Lakers and the Clippers walked out behind him um and but but also players were still discussing things until like two or three o'clock in the morning so it it just seemed like a lot was going on and I'm not I mean I understand that it's a big thing and some players want to play some players want to not play and they might not even want to play just for injustice just because they've been away from their families even though the family is supposed to come uh next round but i don't know i i think that they 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 should have you know at least took a longer break not just a two-day break um or just not played the season at all um but i'm at least happy something happened because i was just kind of curious why you know it was sunday night or monday night why nothing was happened already like i don't know why it took until last night for that but Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i'm happy that it it happened but i'm kind of disappointed to hear that they're they're coming back to play so soon yeah i mean the way i kind of see it is i mean it's like why i hate to ask this question but i feel it's valid like why now right like why why did why did it have to take um 
you know, for this Jacob Blake incident for, you know, people to get pissed off and want to make a big statement. I mean, the Ahmaud Arbery situation happened months ago, and it's almost like we don't even hear his name anymore. Mm-hmm. George Floyd, um, that happened a few months ago. And, I mean, let's let's be real. The only person, the only former athlete that we actually saw take the streets and was active was was stats steven jackson and 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 i get it maybe that was be well not maybe but i imagine you know a big part of that was because you know uh you know george floyd was a, a friend of his a very close friend of his and you know you know people used to say you know they, they were twins and stuff like that i mean they actually do look alike <laughs> But I still kind of felt that his message was authentic. He was real. Like, I mean, y'all listen to Jack. I mean, he, he, he's a real dude. He keep it 100, right? And I, I just kind of felt like all this happened. This was before, before the NBA restart. Why didn't we see more players um, join those protests that were happening in the streets why don't we see that you well know? i mean i personally i don't know if you, you might have missed it or not but uh i mean i saw quite a bit of players going out in protests you know like russell westbrook jillian brown as i mentioned earlier and just actually a whole groups of teams going out there like the bucks went out there um now and i i know they didn't they maybe didn't have a prominent clip that was you know being retweeted all the time on twitter of like a speech but they were definitely out there um and like just like last night uh, you know i keep referencing jalen brown because i really I, he's he's doing a tremendous job right now um but you know mm. last night he just tweeted you know all i want to do right now is just go out and protest and you know, okay. I, I just I, I praise that i praise that you know and i think that a, a lot of the players did go out during that time but you know their voices weren't as loud as someone like Steven Jackson, but Steven Jackson could have just been in that situation, like you said, just because he was a, a friend. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I do agree that maybe they need to be a little louder when they go out, but um, but they were out. Yeah. I, Let me speak I, I, up. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, bro. You got like, it. Go ahead. I just wanted to give some love to my man, Jalen Brown, for a minute. I don't know if yeah. you guys remember his background. Do you guys remember when he came out of Cal uh, a couple years ago? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. One of the big things they said about him was he was different. They said some people said he was too smart for the league. They said he didn't love basketball. They said his interests lied elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this young guy who's an independent thinker, this young guy who is able to put basketball in a perspective. I think he loves the game, but he's able to put it in his proper perspective. So when mm-hmm. something like this happens, because I remember him and Marcus Smart, they were out there at those rallies, and they and they were they were front and center. I believe Marcus uh, Jalen Brown was with um, the dude for the Pacers. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name right now. Um, point guard, but they were out there together. They were they were they were locked ons, right? And they were saying mm-hmm. all these things. So it doesn't surprise me the least bit that he would support the Bucks when they came out and, and they boycotted first. That's the yeah. way that he thinks. And I really appreciate appreciate that about them. He's a young leader, man, in this league. He really is. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to eventually be, uh, 
NBA, you know, the Players Association president, maybe take Chris Paul's place I, I, eventually. I, I, I was just, I was just getting ready to say <laughs> that, bro. But I mean, yeah. but and, and that's what you, that's what you need, and yeah, that's also, I, I think a, another question too that you know that that kind of comes to mind is, um, you know, with the players. Again, this league in the NBA, you got a lot of what? A lot of guys that didn't finish college. You know, a lot of dudes that are, you know, that are one and done. Um, just a lot of young faces, man, like young 20s. And, you know, they may not um, they may not be uh, as equipped to handle, you know, these issues and, you know, be able to step out in front of these issues, you know, like a guy like a LeBron James or Chris Paul. Um, so that's, that's another thing. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I, I kind of wish that there was more, there was more um, solidarity, you know, more, just them acting more in unison with the boycott. I mean, it just kind of, like you go back and you, you think about, you know, the, the Laura Ingraham comments, you know, and she says, you know, she tells the players, well, tells LeBron, you know, just shut up and dribble, right? I don't agree with her at all. I think those no. comments were, they were just, they were disgusting. They were, she, she was out of line. I mean, she's just way out of pocket making those comments. But on the flip side of it, it's like, come on, man. It's like, guys, like, you kind of, it's, it's almost like, in, in some ways, like, you kind of validate what the hell she was saying when when you just act off of emotion. It's, I mean, it's like er, earlier today, I, I was watching FS1 um, Coward, and it was like, okay, well, players get frustrated. They decided not to play, hold a meeting. Then all, now all of a sudden, they're, um, you know, they're back playing again. It's like, come on, man. It's like, take some time, I, decompress, um Plan, well, strategize, get on a unified front, and make it an educated, informed decision. Because it just kind of seems like right now, like the cats, they just they're just all over the place. Well, well, I'll I'll say this. I think that uh, last night before they met, I think that the season was pretty much in jeopardy, and that they were really leaning to not having a season. Yeah. However. I think the real reason why they're resuming has nothing to do with just playing basketball. Unfortunately, there's always a business side to this. And, oh, for sure. And I think that if they didn't play from, and I can't, I can't remember the source, but I read that if they didn't resume play, that it would completely blow up the collective bargaining agreement that they have right now. Mm -hmm. And that would just start a whole another thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that none of them wanted to go through something like that right now. So um, I'm sure that had something to do with it um, in, in terms of trying to just come back to play right now. But I, man, when I hope they come back to play, I hope that they're even louder than they were before because, you know, names on the backs of the jerseys, that's great. You know, yeah. Black Lives Matter on the court, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I want more. I mm -hmm. want more. Mm -hmm. I need to see more. I want to hear more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, dude, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, honestly, I mean, personally, I, I, I think, you know, the names and, and the slogans on the jersey, man, I kind of think that that was a little... 
I'm I'm more when it comes to design. I'm more like like less is more. Like I would have been fine with like a you know a BLM patch or something like that, and, and just leave the rest of the jersey alone. I just kind of think it's just a little it's a little all over the place, you know, with, with the various slogans and all that stuff. But that's I mean that that's neither here nor there. But I I do believe that there's got to be you know more action. So you know the Milwaukee Bucks, you know they. Um, I guess, you know, they've, they've had some conversations with their ownership, you know, so they could use their leverage and, you know, force, you know, the Wisconsin legislature, hey, you guys need to reconvene and um, pass, you know, criminal justice reform. You know, well, I, I, I think it's going to take a little bit more than that. Again, when you boycott, it's that is a drastic action, as in if I'm an owner I'm like, look, either you pass this legislation that is affecting our black and brown and other minority communities, or I will take my team and I will go to another state. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I think that then, then you will start to see legislatures um, wake up and start acting on some of these things that, uh, you know, people within players within the NBA uh, that they're asking for, you know, things that impact their communities. So I don't know, Rod- Rodney, how you, how you feel, bro? You know, I was just thinking there's so much that's going into this. So the dissenting voices within the NBA, um, all mm, of this yeah. confusion and the uncertainty. I remember before the bubble started, George Hill was very vocal about not necessarily wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And then after this latest incident, he became vocal again, wondering why we were even here. And I just remember mm-hmm. thinking to myself, Kyrie was right. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. really talking about Kyrie right now, but Kyrie was right. And he's been wrong about a lot, but I think he might have been right on this one. <laughs> the earth is flat. The earth is flat, man, but he, he got this one. Uh, something I was thinking about, though, was uh, hearing a lot of these sports pundits. They're getting on and they're talking about if you're going to make a boycott, if you're going to boycott and you're going to make such a big show, then you have to be willing and ready to have a plan. And I don't yeah. think that's necessarily true. No. I think it's unrealistic to expect the NBA as a whole, all of these athletes, to be experts on implementing legislation. Nah, they're, they, they're not going to be. Right. But they do have the authority to know that what they see, when they see something wrong, they can act on it and they could try to force the hand or bring attention to it. And so, although they don't, I don't, but I see they don't really have a plan going forward. I heard things when the, after the bubble's over, they're going to try to implement different things. None of that has been clarified, but what mm-hmm. they did do when they boycotted like that was they took all of America's attention and they recentered it yet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if that was all that it took to get these legislators or these people with money or with influence to pay attention, maybe that's what they needed to do. Maybe they are being effective with with it. I wish they would go longer, but yeah. So I have a quick question for you there, Rodney, about the Kyrie thing. And like, I, I do agree with you, you know, in the bigger picture that Kyrie was right. However... What I haven't heard Kyrie's name at all. Uh, yeah, I nah, was just thinking that. 
So like he may have made a big stink about not wanting to go in the bubble, but bro, you haven't done anything now that you're not in the bubble. So like I, I don't really know where he was really coming from and if it really was from a good place in his heart, you know, because if mm-hmm. it really was, I feel like he would have spoken out about this already or would have throughout the bubble would have kept doing things and showing his face but he has no presence whatsoever on social media and he has no presence anywhere in the news right now so Mm -hmm. like i don't really know where he was coming from with that and it makes me believe that and i hate to say this this is and i don't want it to come off the wrong way but maybe he was not willing to go to the bubble for not the reasons that he was saying um maybe just due to the fact that he wasn't going to go there to lose uh kd still wasn't going to go there he just came off the surgery and didn't want to go there you know just a bunch of things you know i don't know maybe if he was being truthful with it but Mm. you know in the bigger picture he, he he's like you said he was right with his with with what he actually did say but him being right, I would like to, to see him out in the world doing things and trying to make change. But he's just saying we don't need to play basketball. Then he goes back into right. the shadows. So right. I'm kind of disappointed in him for that. But that, that. And that, and that, and that. But that just brings up, you know, what I said in the last episode, Brandon. Like, again, like, what, what are you players, what are you guys going to do differently? I mean... At the end of the day, whether you, whether you're in season or not, it's it's not like you could stop that uh, these incidents from happening. It's, I mean, you brought this up. It's not like that you guys are going to be there at the scene and and literally stopping officers, you know, from you know shooting a guy in the back seven times or standing on somebody's neck. Like, what what would you be doing differently now that you're at home versus then? Versus than what you would be doing if you were in the bubble with the rest of the guys. Well, I like what the Bucks did last night. I like that they talked to, you know, the legislator and the, you know, just the government in Wisconsin and and just had a conversation with them. And I don't know how much that conversation will help matters right now. But the fact is that they had a conversation and, you know, I like hearing that that when something like that happens and it brings attention to it and the first thing that they do two hours later is have a talk with their legislator and i i take that as some positivity but i again i don't know how much change that will affect and i hope that maybe i'm wrong and it does a lot of change but um i guess we'll just have to see so okay so then kind of just pivoting a little bit you know to the NFL I mean I'm just I'm I'm anxious not just curious but I'm anxious to see what's going to happen with them because everybody knows that the NFL they are not very progressive right um they don't seem to have embraced they don't they don't really embrace that I guess forward thinking concept that is a better uh, word for them conservative yeah okay <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know like what's what are they gonna do because I mean we're seeing okay practices but you know are are, are practices affecting owners bottom line no, no not at all you know so I mean what's 
The owners don't give a shit that they're skipping practice right now. I'm just gonna say it like it is. Like, this is the player's decision. The owner's just like, okay, it's just a day of practice. And they're not gonna speak out and make change whatsoever. The only thing that's gonna make change in the NFL is that they don't play the games. And and yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that happening because who follows Giants the NFL? Talked about it. Uh, yeah, but it's just talk. I mean, I'm glad that it's talking about it, but like True. I said, it's the, it's the NFL, man. Like the the people who follow the NFL, the people who lead the NFL, they they think differently than we do. And I I guess I'll just see it, you know, believe it when I see it. Right. I don't see much happening from the NFL. The NFL wasn't really willing to move with COVID concerns. They haven't really been willing to move on anything. I mean, in, I mean, historically, they've always been someone who comes out in hindsight and they say, oh, maybe we should have done this. You think about mm-hmm. all of the, the domestic abuse situations. They came out afterward and said, oh, maybe we should have done this with Colin Kaepernick years later. And they say, oh, maybe we should have listened. We don't do anything until... You know, Michael Thomas has in a couple of other people shoot a video demanding for specific things to be said. And then even watching Roger Goodell's video, it was exactly what they said to be said. It didn't seem like there was in any any genuineness there. It was just yeah. I, I'm doing whatever I can to appease you in the moment. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. PR moment. It was a PR moment. PR moment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll do something, but right now it's not affecting their bottom line, like you said. And until that changes, I don't know if if we'll see much from the NFL, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this is I, I hate to put this is this is a societal issue. It's, it's not just on um it's not just on the athletes. And, and and I get, you know, these guys, well, some of them, they make um millions and millions of dollars. Uh some don't. And, you know, they, they have a platform, you know, that's bigger than parents or, you know, bigger than um, teachers, right? Uh, you know, bigger than, you know, other agents of socialization. So, I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, we expect a lot out of our athletes. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a societal issue. And again, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, that, you know, we have guys that care, athletes that care, because this conversation two years ago, 10 years ago, you know, it, 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 wouldn't, be, it, it wouldn't be much of a conversation. I mean, as much as I love, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan's legacy is about what? Basketball. Basketball. Right, hit, hit, you know, hit, hit his time with the Bulls and winning titles. Whereas you, you look at a guy like LeBron, he's more, he's in that Muhammad Ali conversation. I'm not saying that he's him. Because, I mean, you know, Ali. I mean, he stood for something. I think that was well. I mean, you, know, you, could, you could argue. You could. You, that could be argued. I'll say that. It could. I, LeBron I, is an exceptional leader. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not going to slight my man. I mean, when you build. You take your resources and you build a public school, not a private school, but a public school. That's doing something, man. That's impacting change right there. So, yeah, I mean, it, you could make that argument um, that he's in the conversation with Muhammad Ali. But again, you know, it's 
it's this isn't an issue that's just for the athletes to uh to resolve you know it's, it's impossible for them it's, it's a societal issue you know it's just good to see it's refreshing um to see a group of guys um you know feel passionate and, and i guess you know willing to uh you know to make some form of of change some form of impact with the platform that they have so um, so i have a quick question for you what do you guys think about baseball then because baseball to me is has a lot of minorities in it and i don't like they're not doing anything either like i mean i know a couple teams canceled their games last night which i was really happy for but then i watched the orioles they're on you know they're playing their game and i'm disappointed in them because they didn't cancel their game and i, I baseball being such a minority sport these days i just feel like they should be taking just as much as a stand as the nba does but they're just silent and like last night you know the nhl just played all their playoff games because the nhl doesn't give a shit so oh. Oh, like no. oh, then they got so much backlash about it that today they said okay today we're gonna not play our games like okay a little too late on that but you know i'm just kind of disappointed in baseball here because i feel like baseball has a great opportunity to do the same thing that the nba and the wnba is doing and they're not taking advantage of it like they should be i'm gonna respond and i'm responding to that but i got two questions is do you think that this was more showmanship? And as far as the minorities are concerned, or baseball, uh, what's the percentage of Black Americans? I mean, it's it's a lot of minorities. Uh, it's but not high. About, yeah, so you it's talk- not high. But I, I mean, I look at it as like you know, I understand it's 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 racial injustice mainly towards black people but you know all minorities face some sort of you know racism and like baseball is incredibly diverse when it comes to that you know people come from all over the world to play Mm -hmm. baseball and i feel like that just so they're they're so culturally everywhere that they they have the bigger platform to maybe say well you know what like we stand with everybody and we're not going to play until things change. Um, but I don't know the showmanship answer. Are you saying like what, what, like they, the fact that they canceled games yesterday, that was just like for show. Well, I, I just kind of felt like, and not just MLB, but damn, like even, even, you know, the NBA, like, okay. So you got, Toronto, they talked about it, but they didn't do it. It was actually Milwaukee. Yet. Yeah, it was Milwaukee that, that that was the catalyst for all of it. And then everybody kind of like just, just followed suit. Because, I mean, let's just think, okay, if I don't support, if I don't follow suit, if I don't do the same thing, well, then how, how do I look? You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's kind of like, bro, is this... It's, 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 is there is this sincerity or is this just the, the NBA? The NBA was sincere. They're a unified league, no doubt. Baseball, I think the teams that did it did it for the right reason. And the teams, if they didn't do it yesterday, you know, because they had plenty of time. The the Bucks game started at four o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. So if 
the teams that didn't do it yesterday in baseball, if they choose to do it another time, that's for show. That's that's like a makeup, you know. Uh-huh. Um, they kind of like the NHL. Yeah, exactly, and I, don't, I it's whatever. I'm I'm disappointed in baseball for this, um, but you know I don't know. But but Rodney, how how do you feel about you know all of this? I think one of the things uh, I think was interesting was. I don't think any of it was for show. I think those who follow did it in solidarity, not necessarily because maybe maybe they didn't necessarily have a desire. Maybe they did. Who knows? But at that particular time in baseball and other sports and whatnot, maybe it was like, if you're not going to be out there, we're going to stand with you to show that we support you. And then we're going to go on with um, everything else. But <laughs> interesting about baseball i wasn't disappointed with baseball i'm not even surprised when you're looking at baseball i I think you have to have an expectation in order to be disappointed and so it's kind of like as an orioles fan when they lose i'm not disappointed i know what's going to happen so there's no point in being shocked (laughs) but when you look at the percentage of black players in baseball what i'm seeing and i've seen this from multiple sources is there it's about eight percent um And so I think everybody can take can take responsibility. Everybody should have some sort of feeling behind all of this. But I, I'm not at all surprised by baseball, especially being at eight percent or even you look at uh, the NHL. Um, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you what the percentage of blacks in that are. I could I don't know. There's a lot like about two, hockey, two yeah. players. It's like, like two. two players. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> but the Caps got one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's sad. I don't know what to expect, but I think we do get into this habit of placing these unrealistic expectations on our athletes because mm-hmm. they're not necessarily qualified, many of them, to mm-hmm. really be speaking out publicly. They they should feel re- a sense of responsibility, just like the rest of us should, right? Whether you are black, white, Hispanic. Indian, Asian, whatever you are, you should feel this sense of responsibility. And I think those athletes are there just to help us draw the attention. Maybe they have a voice that people will listen to because I'm pretty sure if I started yelling at, uh, you know, my state senator, he probably wouldn't even notice who I was. But if LeBron James, I mean, I know he's not in, in our state, but if he walked up, you know, they might pay attention a little bit differently. I think that's their responsibility in that sense. But I... I think sometimes we get in this habit and I'm not saying us, but people in general is we expect them to have to care more than us. And so we watch them so that we can disassociate with the realities around us. And one of the things when the other leagues jumped in and um, boycotting their games or postponing or when the NBA did it is it didn't allow us to disassociate with, with what was going on around us. And I appreciated that. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, we'll again, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, honestly, you know, I, I would like to see the guys back on the court. You know, I, I think I think their platform is at its greatest there. Um, you know, I, the 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 one thing that still sticks sticks out in my mind is, you know, again, you know, what what, what would you be doing differently? You know, like what's stopping you? You know, you know, once this thing is over with, or I mean, or hell, even now, like you got a day off, 
um, you know, in between games, you know, what's what's stopping you, you know, from having, you know, those conversations with uh, team owners, um, trying to, you know, trying to get in contact with um, your your local uh, local state and, and uh, federal legislators legislatures you know what's what's stopping you from from having those conversations what's stopping you from encouraging people to to get off their ass and go vote you know i mean we got this this is a a a pivotal election and i don't i don't want to be um i don't want to bring politics in this at all but uh you know this is a big election uh for us coming november you know, and I just kind of feel like, you know, we need a little bit better leadership in Washington. Um, so people need Definitely. to get up off their ass and vote, man. Well, it doesn't help when, you know, the, the president gets asked today uh, about what the NBA did yesterday. And his response is, well, the ratings are already low. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not the time and the place for that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But typical. It's typical from him. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. But all right. But on, on that note, you know that, that that's good stuff, fellas. Um, on that note, you know we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, the Washington football team. What's the nickname gonna be? They're back in the news <laughs> for some more dirty business. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. All right, so we back, and again, uh, the Washington football team, they're back in the news. So yesterday, on uh, the 26th, so the Washington Post, they came out with another article, um, 2008 uh, swimsuit calendar, you know, with the, the Washington football team, their cheerleaders. Uh, what, what they, they titled this Beauties on the Beach. Hmm. But... Basically, what happened is you had um, former cheerleaders of the team, you know, they, you know, just more allegations, you know, against Daniel Snyder, the owner, uh, Larry Michael, you know, former, I guess he was the the voice, the voice of the team, pretty much. You know, he, he would do all the broadcasting uh, for them at the games. You know, he also had a, a daily TV show. Um uh, with uh, CSN Washington, the local, uh, the local network in Virginia, Northern Virginia, um, it's just a, it's just, it's just really nasty, just really disgusting. You know, the allegations are, are, are just, they're just bad. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, fourteen employees. You know, they've so they've retained. Uh, Lisa J. Banks, you know, she works with um, D.C. law firm Cass Marshall and Banks. Uh, you know, they're going to be representing, you know, those employees, you know, in you know, in a suit. And, you know, Miss Banks, you know, she she made a, a comment or a quote that says a workplace culture, this toxic, this toxic and pervasive uh, at the highest levels of the organization simply cannot exist without knowledge and encouragement of the owner and i believe that like you know brandon you know we brought this up in the first podcast episode Mm -hmm. one yeah um there's no way that daniel snyder didn't know about this stuff going on 
Um, nah, he knew. And if he didn't know, dude, if, if if you don't know all this all this dirty business, you know, happening in your house, then then we got even bigger issues. Um, you know, the article, you know, it goes on, you know, with allegations, you know, feature shots of you know body parts. You know, inadvertently exposed. You know, while you know cheerleaders were shifting positions, um, Larry Michael referred to this as the good bits. "Quote: What's your guys' thoughts about this? I mean, this team is—they're going through a lot right now with the name change. Um, you know, they've made some—you know—some some personnel moves." You know, at the executive level, you know, hiring, you know, Jason Wright, you know, who is now the NFL's first black team president. And he, he's done a, a lot of good things, you know, in his business, you know, building, uh, building uh, companies and stuff like that. Um, Julie Donaldson, you know, who was an anchor uh, from CSN Washington, you know, Sports Network. It seems like they're trying to to uh, to make a step in the right direction, but but boy, man, it, they have they got an uphill battle to climb. I, I'm just curious, Rodney. Go ahead, bro. You the guest, man. W- w- what's your thoughts? Every time I hear or read anything about the Washington football team, I just I'm just left thinking this is absurd. I don't know how this stuff happens. I believe uh, in the article, uh, one of the things that. Daniel Snyder says is, you know, the typical company line, um, you know, I, you know, about how we're unaware and blah, 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 but put, yeah. I will accept responsibility. How are you res- accepting responsibility when you try to distance yourself from so much of it? Like I'm, I'm separate from the organization. They did all this stuff. I didn't know about it. How was that even, how was it even possible? Like, what does right. accepting responsibility actually mean if you're Daniel Snyder? Is it just yeah. something that you say to deflect attention? I mean, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure what even to do with a lot of that stuff. You have an organization that's, that has had a toxic culture for years. And now it's all, a lot of it is just coming to light and they, it's, it's getting away from them. I mean, you bring in, uh, you bring in right. You even bring in... Um, you bring Donald's, in these different, yeah. You yeah. bring in all these different people to put a new face on it. You can't just put put fresh paint on old walls. You got to change some stuff, and they're not really changing the issues at the heart of the organization. So I don't care what face you put out there. I don't care if it's right. I don't care if it's Rivera. And I, I feel bad for him. I really do. I, yeah. I can't imagine the pressure that he has on his shoulders trying to help fix this organization. But responsibility, when Snyder said, I take full responsibility, he needs to actually accept what that responsibility means. And I've seen no evidence of it. Do you know what that responsibility means? It means selling your team. Sell it. Sell it. Get rid of it. He needs to go. That's how it's going to change. That organization will change if he gets rid of it and is out of it. He's only been a distraction for that organization and they're consistently not good for a reason you know it's like i said in the first podcast he comes from the top down and if he's not being a good leader he's not going to hire good leaders and he they're not going to pick quality players and the team's not going to do well and 
when you hear all these other things that are going on, like with the cheerleaders and the issue with the name that they had and how there's just so much pushback with everything, everything that comes out about this, that team, he has something pushbacky to say about it all. Like, oh, well, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, this has just been the name. Nah, dude, we're done with you. Uh, he needs to sell the team. Yeah. And, it, you know, um, Rodney, you know, you, you brought up a good point. Um, about Ron Rivera, man, you know, for, for the folks, you know, if, if you forgot, you know, Ron Rivera, he was also diagnosed with uh, lymph yep. node cancer. Yep. So that's a lot, man. Like that, that's a lot to have to, you know, to deal with, you know, that medical situation. And then this mess that he had absolutely nothing to do with. First of all, I don't, he, he's not a marketer. He's a football coach. Why is he being the guy? Uh, why is he... Why has he been been tasked to spearhead a rebranding effort for a name that he had absolutely nothing to do with? This name should have been this team name should have been changed a long time ago. Yes, when, when, I mean, th- and, and and this the team name itself um, isn't isn't any new news. I mean, this this there's old stories that that have come back from from the eighties when. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Cook was running the team, right? And yeah. then you have, in the midst of a name change, and then you have, you know, all of this. And you know, Brandon, you you made the point. You know, Snyder needs to sell. I agree. I mean, but do you think do you think the owners are going to put him in a position? Because if if it was me. If I'm Roger Goodell, I'm going to the owners. I'm like, look, either this dude sell the team or they can't play. I'm okay yeah, with well, that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I hate, I, I feel bad for the players that are going to be punished for someone else's action, but. Hell, they all become free agents. That's fine. They go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> I mean, the 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 team, the like he's like you know, like you just said, why is Ron Rivera having to spearhead the rebranding? I'll tell you why. Because ownership sucks. That's why. And yeah. they're they're like, well, let's just get our coach to do it. And you know, they deliberate, and they can't even come up with a damn team name. The, like, come on, seriously. Like, like, the whole organization sucks, and Dan Snyder sucks. And he needs to go. And I don't know what it's going to take to force him out. You know, hopefully the NFL investigation can help with that. I don't know if Goodell has any leverage to say, bro, you need to sell your team. Like, I don't know, but I, I don't, I don't know why he's able to still be in charge of this after he's done, after he's been alligated with, with what's going on with the, the cheerleaders and having the issue with the team name. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know why he's still there. I don't know why people still continue to support the team. I, I just don't understand any of it. That's a good question. Go ahead, go ahead, Rodney. I was going to say, I think he's safe because what he's done is at least somewhat publicly has shown that he might be willing to try to clean some stuff up, not necessarily through his own actions, but through, you know, Ron Rivera was a step in that direction, right? So I'm going to have this guy do a, way more than he's paid to do. Ron Rivera should be the highest paid coach in the NFL. I mean, just for the work he's doing, he oh, needs yeah. more. Like, <laughs> yeah. And battling yeah. cancer, right? This guy is like the PR guy. He's 
He's um, handling uh, the football team. He's supposed to be rebranding. He's probably the janitor in the, on the side. Like, <laughs> pay this guy more money. He should not have to fix all these problems. But that was a step. So then bringing in right and among a whole bunch of other things, I think that is going to keep him kind of afloat. Also, considering the culture of the NFL with the owners and how they're not quite as, as we mentioned before, not quite as progressive. I mean, if you think about, I mean, sexual harassment, I mean, stuff like that, a culture like that should not be allowed. So mm-hmm. one of your players sexually harasses someone, he's gone for the exactly. most part. You have a whole organization and that's permeating the building and nothing is really happening. And that's the craziest part about it. It's that it's not even the players that are doing this. It's the management level that's being like doing the sexual harassment. And that's the scary part about it is that nothing's happening out of that. I don't see people getting fired or let go or or anything. I don't I don't hear names really besides the, the select few that have come out, but you know, it almost makes me feel like that everyone in that organization was doing something wrong and only a few people got caught. So now everyone's trying to stay silent and do the right thing. But once the news dies down, then there's going to maybe go back to the same old, same old. I don't know. I, I am not positive about this team uh, until ownership changes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, just um, just going back, you know, to the you know the sexual assault uh, or sexual harassment allegations. Um, you know, the the Wapo article it goes even deeper into a charity event that happened took place back in November of 2004 at the Washington Hilton uh, Hotel, uh, and they called it Fight Night, right? So it was. You know, charity event you know for you know for some of the young kids in the local community uh, where they had young fighters competing and the team's cheerleaders you know performing and stuff like that dancing and stuff like that so uh former cheerleader uh tiffany scourberry hope scourby hopefully i um, got her name right so she was once she didn't really know Dan Snyder, you know, a, a lot of people like they, I guess, you know, they would say, um, like you always, if, if you ever ran into him, you always approached them by Mr. Snyder, um, not, uh, Dan or, or anything else, you know, as you see, like some of the other, like former players, uh, or, you know, friends of his, um, that are now in the media and stuff like that. Uh, that, that you may hear but it, at, at any rate again she was a former cheerleader uh, and she was Mrs. Uh, Dan you know I'm getting called to do Mr. Snyder but um, anyway Dan Snyder had you know called her over to her table and this is quotes hey Tony Tony is here I have a room upstairs you two should go and get acquainted right Tony is uh, referring to Anthony Roberts, you know, one of Snyder's longtime friends. Uh, They're both graduates, you know, went to school together at Rockville High School. That's, I mean, now you're talking about something. You talk about soliciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. You talk about you talking about federal charges, right? 
federal charges, you know, if if actually if those allegations are proven to be true, you're talking about yeah, federal charges could be le- uh, levied against this dude. Yep. I, I, I'm just again, you know, it, it it goes it goes back to you know the quote, um, you know the uh, you know from from Lisa Banks, you know, the, there's there's no way that you know this all all this stuff you know that, that's happening you know within their organization, you know, there there's no way that he didn't know about it. There's no way that. Hell, he, he didn't participate in it, you know. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of. I would like to see, you know, the National Football League do more. You know, I know the team conducted their own bogus investigation, but you know, of course, you know, they're just gonna say, oh well, yeah, we investigated, and we're gonna get to the bottom of the matter, and you'll hear nothing else after that. But I want the NFL to do investigation. And I'm, we haven't really heard a, a whole lot about that. And, and I'm, well, they are opening one up. They, I think they said yesterday, maybe that they, the NFL is going to do an investigation of their own outside of what the Reds, or excuse me, Washington football team is doing. Okay. Yeah, but why? Like, what the hell? What the hell took them so long? Like, again, like this stuff about about this team. I mean, we may be hearing these stories now, but. We've been hearing about this stuff from July. They didn't do anything. We've been hearing stories about the team from 2008 with the cheerleaders in Georgetown. Again, swimsuit in the Bahamas. <laughs> like what? 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 What the hell? It's kind of like what Rodney. Do so long. It's kind of like what what Rodney said earlier, right? You know, NFL is just behind on everything. They kind of things happen. They're like, oh well. I guess we should have done that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, okay. I don't know. Ho- hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it's not right. No, it, it, it's not at all. And I guess the best thing that you could hope for is that the league does its due diligence and you know, come up with some form of, of a solution because I just don't see, I mean, you can put all these new faces um, you, you can put all these new faces around the team, but I, I, I mean, and there's diversity here. You know, an African American male, uh, Julie Donaldson. You know, a, a a a female. So that's almost that's a first as well. Um, you know, in, in a big time leadership role for them, but that that that's not going to solve the you know the issue uh, at hand, which again I believe is the owner. But you know. <sighs> I will say it, it does bring another question, and I'm I'm just primarily looking at Jason Wright. I'm, I'm, I want to start with him. You got an owner that said for years he's been adamant, and he pledged he would not change the name of the team. Okay. Then you have public putting pressure. Snyder's response: Well we're going to conduct a review of the team name. Not necessarily saying that he's going to change it, but we're going to conduct a review. What was that for? Who knows? And then you have, after that, then you have the sponsors, Nike. Hey, we're pulling merchandise off our website. FedEx, their biggest sponsor. uh, They have minority ownership in the team. Do change the name or 
we're backing out. Other minority owners, man, I think Snyder owns, what, 60% of the team. Other minority owners backing out. And then, boom, now all of a sudden, you see these new faces. Right. This is all happening in the midst of them trying to get a new stadium in D.C. And that the D.C. Council has been adamant. We are not... We are not allowing this team to come back into the city until you change the name. Oh, yeah. By the way, for for folks that don't know, so RFK, that situation is is a little weird. I believe RFK sits on federal land. It's close. If not, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Snyder Snyder gave money to the Trump campaign back in... 2016 with hopes of them of the president putting in some sort of provision to move the stadium back into DC on that property pretty much trying to circumvent the council that didn't work now all of a sudden again team name is going to change you got Jason Wright coming in I'm just curious, <laughs> dude, like what's, is Jason getting played? I mean, I'm happy for the brother, man. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, he, he's got an opportunity, but is he getting played? That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, think about the context of which all this change is happening, right? You have mm-hmm. this microscope on you, you know, George Floyd gets gets killed. All of a sudden, people are outraged. Like people are pulling sponsorships. You didn't care about the name until you lost everything. So if yeah. I'm a native Indian, do I really feel like you care about me now? You know what I'm saying? If I'm yeah, if I'm an African, which I am, but if you know, as a black man, do I really feel like you care about me now? As even beyond just as a consumer, as as a person. And so if I feel like that. If I'm Jason Wright, you know, do I really feel like you care about me? Or am I just here to clean up your mess? Right. I mean, I, I just kind of feel like it's it's the latter, man. Like, he's just being used because it's it's almost like, it's almost like, um, how can I then, how can I then, you know, go back to the council? How can I then go back to the council, you know, after I pledged? that, hey, I'm not changing the team name, you know, how can I go back to the council and then say, okay, well, hey, I changed the team name, can I get my stadium here, please? You know, I mean, they, they're just, they're going to question, you know, your authenticity. So, I'm... I it shouldn't know. even be a question. I think it's objective. Like, right. <laughs> not even a question. It is what, it kind of just is what it is. You know what it right. is with him. Right. So... I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, Brandon, you know, what's what's your thoughts, man? I know we kind of lost the connection for a little bit, but you know, we were asking about, you know, the 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 move to bring in Jason Wright. You know, obviously the first black, you know, uh, first black team president in the NFL, um, and then you have Snyder. You know, who for for many years pledged that he would not change the team name, um, bro. Like again, like do you you think that Snyder is just using him to get what he wants, which is the stadium back in D.C. 
Oh yeah, um, and that's that. I was gonna say that earlier. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I know there's a great relationship between Snyder and the president, and that um, I know there's some little. I think in all of this, and in the allegations, and the team name change, and the relocation, I think he maybe feels a sense of power and a sense of safety just because of his relationships. Um, and yeah, I do think that. Um, you know, bringing in you know the first black president, he feels like that can show some sort of like cultural change. But that's mm-hmm. like I, I I just see that as like a, a like like a token in a way. And I hate to use that, you know. But like yeah. like just like hey, look what we added, you know. And right. see, we're trying to change. Look what we added. But I I don't no nah, man, that's not going to help. I, he's definitely using them. Right. Right, man, and I, I mean, it, I, I think the dude. I mean, again, you know, I'm. It's it's good to see it first, you know. For, um, it, it's it's just good that you know we're seeing some diversity, you know, within, uh, you know, within the NFL in general, right? I mean, there's the league is, what, eighty percent, eighty five percent you know, African-American from a player standpoint, but very few coaches and little to no executives, no minority owners other than what, Shaq Khan in Jacksonville. So, um, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, the brother got his opportunity. I would have just, personally, I would have just liked it to be, you know, under, you know, somebody else, you know, under, um, an owner, you know, that, you know, that actually does care about these issues um, in terms of um, the fight against social inequality, in terms of, you know, the, having a a good work culture. I mean, you talk about a team in Washington, it was reported that they only have one person within their HR environment. Like they, for somebody, for an organization that is, that, that makes as much money as much revenue as they do, I mean, I, I still think that they're one of what top ten organizations um, uh, on the Forbes list, you know, for you know for, for uh, sports franchises. Dude, Josh Shore, I, I operate as a, a mom and pop shop. Like, come on, man, like pick your game up, bro. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm 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 curious to see what happens. I mean, like I said, if if this team. If he's not going to sell, then you can't play. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's my take. But um, but anyway, I mean, fellas, man, I, I I think that's that's good stuff right there. Rodney, man, like share with us, man, your you know Twitter, Instagram handle, man, so the fans can find you. Man, I am ghost. I am off the grid. I am almost. I'm almost exclusively <laughs> off the grid. I think um, after the George Floyd thing, I felt very impassioned. I wanted to get a message out, and I mm. think it was really effective. Um, okay. And I posted one thing on social media, and I haven't been back on again. <laughs> Okay. But it, it did bring out good conversations with a lot of people. Oh, man, okay. what you posted but, was what you posted was really powerful. Yeah, yeah. But then sure. went missing, missing in action. Oh, kind of Kyrie. For sure, Brad. Brandon, what you got, baby? 
Oh man, uh, at B Myers underscore Mooch, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, also, Rodney, thank you so much for joining us yeah. today. I uh, hope we get to see you or hear you a whole much more uh, and come on here a lot more because uh, this is a this is a lot of fun talking with you. Yeah, man, it's good content. And again, you can find me Twitter and Instagram, uh, same handle, Coach underscore underscore. Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E, not a Y, not an I at the end, none of that nonsense with the E, buddy. Uh, anyway, that's it. Episode six in the books. We out. See ya. See ya.